，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Turning now to baseball, Taiwan has won the number one spot in its preliminary group at the WBSC U18 Baseball World Cup. The team beat Japan 9-2 at its latest game, marking its fourth straight win in the competition. The seven-run difference against Japan is the biggest lead Taiwan has ever had over Japan in either the Asian Baseball Cup or the U18 Baseball World Cup. Taiwan has one game to go before the Super Round, where it will fight for a second chance to secure a spot in the final and snatch its second consecutive World Cup title. We turn now to the mountains of Hualien, where the traditional art of knife making is kept alive by a dwindling number of craftsmen. The knife makers of Dongmeng Village are renowned among the Turoko people. Master craftsman Zhang Mingzhi is one of the last artisans maintaining the traditional technology, but he's passed his expertise on to his son-in-law, school teacher Zhao Hongshuo, who is ethnically Chinese. Tonight, we meet both generations to learn more about this ancient art. A red-hot flame and the clanging of tongs. Making a knife is a complex process refined over millennia and a test of the artisan's patience. Here in Daomang Village in Shoufeng Township, Hualien, indigenous people have a tradition of knife making. The reputation of Dangwen knives is legendary among mountain communities. The craft is a cultural gem of the Taroko people, and Master Zhang Mingzhi is a living source of expertise. The folks living in the mountains would make the butt of the knife sharp. Why? If you see a wild animal, you can gently lower it and stick them. There are three types of knives made in Daomang. The chieftain's knife has a long blade. The warrior's knife symbolizes heroic deeds and martial skills. The practical knife is perfect for daily life. You get large, medium, and small practical knives. The large one is used by the head of the family, the father. The medium one is used by the mother and by the growing children for clearing the fields, planting things, cutting firewood and bamboo. The smallest practical knives can be used to peel bamboo, skin animal carcasses, or chop vegetables. Daomang knives are extremely versatile, but require great skill to create. The traditional art is facing extinction. I'm a substitute teacher, but in my spare time, I come and help my father-in-law make knives. That's how I've gradually come to understand what the knives mean in their culture. In the end, I've chosen to see how we can pass these skills on. Zhao Hongshuo is one of the next generation of knife makers. He's been making knives for 20 years and has gradually won his father-in-law's recognition. With the dedication of new students, perhaps this long and dignified tradition can be carried into a new era. An annual art festival organized by the National Theatre and Concert Hall will kick off in October. Titled Art Quake in Autumn, the festival will hold a series of performances and lectures that aims to encourage audiences to reflect on and find solutions to social issues. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang gives us a sneak peek.
The performers ride electric bikes on stage. The stage lights and stereo are powered by the bike's energy. This is one of the performances that will be showcased at the Earthquake and Autumn Festival in October. 那这一个计划，它是一个算是一个呃跨国的永续计划。This project is a transnational project on sustainability. A total of 12 venues have joined this project. It uses one script, but teams in different locations can make changes adjusting to their own local context. We looked at what Taiwan's main challenges are. By fulfilling this sustainable theatre project, I also hope to explore new experimental methods in power generation. The bicycles on the stage generate all the electricity that is used on the stage. For example, the lights and stereo sounds are all generated from the bikes. The theme of this year's festival is Act of Tomorrow. The festival will feature 47 performances spanning across Asia, Europe, and North America to explore pressing social issues. Venues in more than 16 different countries have teamed up with creators to facilitate dialogues with audiences. Organizers encourage the audience to participate and help find solutions to issues presented in the performances. On the one hand, we are talking about clearance, and on the other hand, we are talking about whether we have the courage to face the problem and how we will take action and decide what these actions are. We invite artists to find possible answers with us. Of course, the participation of the audience will be an important element of the performances. We have organized a lot of lectures and activities. The purpose of that is so that the audience will not just watch a performance, but really participate in the issue. The festival will run from October 14th to November 27th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Shi Bohan in Taipei. A new digital platform aims to help older adults and people with dementia in New Taipei make more art. The Let's Talk Art Therapy platform will help participants get into creative projects. Its founders are hoping that creativity and connection can be a nourishing part of everyday life for all ages. The platform is run by New Taipei City Culture Foundation, with the backing of the local government and lots of sponsors. The new artistic project is inaugurated. New Taipei City Culture Foundation has teamed up with the city's Department of Social Welfare and the Health Bureau to offer three major cultural services to agencies that work with older adults and people with dementia. In reality, this year mainly we are aiming at older adults or people with dementia. We welcome all care organizations to apply for the project and to come visit our museum. If that's not possible, you can apply for our Art to Takeaway project, which means we bring our services to the organization. We have another artistic unveiling too. Together with 104 libraries, big and small, we are offering all our reading content to all our older citizens. New Taipei is a multi-ethnic, multicultural city. In the City Culture Foundation and at New Taipei City Hall, we need everyone to work hard together. We hope to make New Taipei into a comfortable, peaceful place where people can live and work happily. The Let's Talk Art Therapy platform gives older adults a place where they can make connections, make art, and heal psychologically, as well as raising awareness of old age issues. It aims to bring joy into older adults' lives through art. The foundation has raised 1.3 million NT from businesses to develop the project in the future.
We discovered this beautiful project through this process. Let's get more businesses together to work with the Cultural Foundation. Personally, I really look forward to it. I studied art, so I want to see more art and opportunities for collaboration between artists and people who work with people with dementia or older adults. The Let's Talk Art Therapy platform will give older adults a reason to get out of the house and get creative. They want to attract even more business partners to support the project. Semicon Taiwan, an annual semiconductor industry event, opened its doors on Thursday. On today's program was an auto-chip summit which was attended by government and international industry leaders. Responding to the question of talent poaching by Chinese firms, Economics Minister Wang Meihua said new laws and heavier fines would discourage such practice. She also called for closer collaboration between Taiwanese and international firms in the automotive supply chain. Industry and government leaders gather at the Global Auto Chips Executive Summit on the opening day of Semicon Taiwan 2022. Among the attendants were Minister of Economic Affairs Wang Meihua and representatives from Taiwanese industry heavy hitters such as TSMC and ASE Group. The event showcased the pivotal role of Taiwan's semiconductor industry in supplying auto chips to the world. In 2021, the world experienced a shortage in auto chips. By coordinating with the global supply chain, Taiwan has proved itself a trusted partner abroad. In the face of talent poaching by Chinese firms, Minister Wan said the government has amended the Trade Secrets Act and the National Security Act, under which predatory talent poachers will face heavier fines. The government will also coordinate efforts across ministries to prevent such practices. Meanwhile, on the question of the recent fall in share prices, Powerchip Technology Corporation Chair Frank Huang said one only has to observe the performance of industry leader TSMC, whose share price once tumbled from 600NT to 400NT. Huang added the market need not overreact. When the industry is not doing well, the market tends to overreact, and the same can be said when it's doing well. Our share's dividend yield is 5%, and the price-to-earnings ratio is 6, whereas TSMC's price-to-earnings ratio is almost 20. So TSMC's shares are a lot more expensive than ours. So how are our stocks performing? Let's be fair now. With recent advancements in electric vehicles and self-driving cars, demand for auto chips have created vast business and collaborative opportunities for Taiwanese firms. The government hopes to see closer supply chain collaborations between international automobile manufacturers and Taiwanese chip makers. An old Japanese-era prison located near the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall has been reborn as a Japanese-style art park. Daihoku Prison on Taipei's Jinghua Street was built in 1905. And now, after three years' renovation, it's open to the public as a leisure destination. Visitors can try on traditional Japanese dresses or enjoy Japanese fine dining. A fresh fillet of perches garnished with lemongrass and served with scallops and truffle, a real treat with the elegant backdrop of this Japanese-style wooden building. I think this 
乡下里面或者是餐厅里用餐的感觉，因为这边面积比较大。There's quite a lot of space here, so we were worried about the number of people. We didn't expect that after the whole park opened, it would be so beautiful. So as business owners operating here, we are very happy. Fresh bagels come out of the oven and sell like hotcakes. Nearby, at this Japanese pancake waffle cafe, the goods are going just as fast. Here on Jinhua Street lies Taihoku Prison, a prison from the Japanese colonial era that is more than 100 years old. Its guard dorms have been renovated over three years at a cost of 200 million NT to become this Japanese-style art park with 15 businesses on site, from restaurants to leisure brands. Adults and children are trying on wafuku, traditional Japanese dress. Their exquisite designs are perfect for unique selfies. We're packed out almost every day, and our bookings are totally full. There's lots of people even on weekdays. Taihoku Prison was established in 1905. The predecessor of Taipei Prison incarcerated famous inmates like resistance activists Jiang Weishui and Fuk Sera. Alongside the poet Luo Ho, the Japanese-style dorms and ancient trees survive to this day, giving visitors a trip back into Taipei's history. Pressure from Beijing has prevented Taiwan from using its own name in international events, such as the World Health Assembly or the Olympic Games. And now, even beauty pageants have come under Chinese political pressure. Taiwanese contestant Gao Manrong was prevented from taking part in an event with. All her fellow contestants at the Miss Asia Global Pageant. Gao was supposed to go on stage with the national flag at the opening ceremony of the Tech Congress in Malaysia. At the last minute, she was stopped from going up the stage with other contestants. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs says it has ordered its local representative office to lodge a formal protest with the event organizers. Oh, with you. Anger and confusion at the back of the room as Gao Manrong wipes tears off her face. She's representing Taiwan at the Miss Asia Global Pageant this year held in Malaysia. She and her fellow contestants attended the opening ceremony of the World Congress on Innovation and Technology in Penang, but Gao was stopped from going on stage with all the other contestants. It turns out it was all because of Chinese pressure. We were waiting, and then we saw that the Taiwan representative didn't go on stage. We moved to find out why, and it turns out that she wasn't allowed to go on stage last minute due to Chinese pressure. The whole team was shocked. We were furious. We may arrange a visit at another time and offer an apology. We'll find some other time. We're stuck there right now. Gao was not allowed to join the other contestants and wave her national flag on stage. The organizers of the event apologized to the team, saying that they had been forced to not let her go up. Gao's team filmed the whole exchange, protesting the unfair treatment. The oppressive behavior by China has been seen by the whole world. Nobody living in a democratic country would accept such treatment. Five, six, seven, go. 
Gao won her first title at the 2017 Miss Taiwan Beauty Contest and has represented Taiwan at several beauty pageants since. It is not the first time that Gao competes under the name Taiwan, but it is the first time that Chinese pressure has prevented her from participating in events like these. Still, Gao has collected herself since the incident, saying she will give it her all to do well for Taiwan. Last week, a Chinese state media outlet released an article on the so-called 1992 consensus, the alleged outcome of a non-official meeting between Chinese and Taiwanese delegates in 1992. The article stated that the consensus was that both sides of the strait belong to one China whose le legitimate representative is Beijing. On Wednesday, China's Taiwan Affairs Office echoed the statement, taking the opportunity to tout the supposed benefits of cross-strait unification. Spokesperson Zhu Fonglian said that the property and religious beliefs of the Taiwanese would be protected after unification. Let's hear what she said. The core idea of the 1992 consensus is that both sides of the strait belong to one China and will work together toward the reunification of the motherland. The social structure and lifestyle of our Taiwan compatriots will be respected fully after reunification. Our Taiwan compatriots' private property, religious beliefs, and lawful rights and interests will be fully protected. Don't we already have these things in Taiwan? After unification, we would lose our sovereignty and our country, and what would we get in exchange? Things we already have. So I think these terms are not enticing in the slightest. Zhang Yuxiao also criticized China's rhetoric, saying that people in Taiwan already enjoy the protection that Beijing was offering. He added that in the end, all China wants is for Taiwan to give up its sovereignty.